Big picture here today, buddy. Big picture. Just be nice and smooth here. This podcast covers all things motorsport. It's unfiltered. It's unbashed. And we are back. We're back, Jay. It's episode 17, like a white winged dove. So, I just I said this to you a minute ago. Where do you come up with these names? So, it's episode 17. One of my favorite songs is The Edge of 17 uh, okay. by Stevie Nicks. Also featured in the movie School of Rock with Jack Black, which is one of my favorite favorite movies. Okay. But, well, there you go. Yeah, like a white-winged dove. Yeah. I've been singing that song back over here. And, and no one wants to hear me sing this week. But uh, I've it, been singing does it. Does it sound like she's singing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can hit the high notes. Okay. So... Busy week of motorsports. It is. It was a a good week. We had France. Yeah. And we had Pocono, the Poconos. We had so much information. We had to decide what to curtail and, yeah. and what to, you know, flush out as we we're doing this doing this podcast. So this week we're gonna hit every minute of the allotted hour that we have here. I have a feeling. Yeah. I, I feel like we're gonna hit every minute of it. So do we want to start with NASCAR? Do we want to start with F one? Do we want to start with what I'll tell you what? Here's what we're going to get to, right? Yeah. We had a crazy week. We had the first NASCAR vacation of a win. Okay. Uh, we had F1, great race. Right. A championship contender goes out. We're going to talk about it in a minute. Yeah. So it's going to be a good episode. I'm pretty excited about we it. Had, so We had Watkins Glen. We had Watkins Glen. And we've got 24 hours of spa coming up. So there was a lot of events surrounding that this weekend so and this week. we got a good show today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed up about it. So, Jay... My pilot, the the lieutenant, the captain. Where are we starting? Uh, we are going with NASCAR. We're going to start with NASCAR? Let's do it. Let's try we're, something new. We're, we're leading it. with NASCAR. We're going to spin it on its head and, and start with NASCAR. So let's All right. Go. So I wrote down on here, Denny Hamlin gets the win, right? Denny Hamlin gets the win. He crossed the checkered flag first. He did. He got the trophy. He put it on. I mean, he, he had a picture of it. He was yeah. drinking some champagne with the trophy. Yeah, and but, then he got parked for a maid. Exactly. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know what that means, that means he failed a post-race inspection. Yes. And for a piece of tape that was underneath, it was on the left corner, it was underneath the vinyl wrap for the livery of the car. Right. But those NASCAR officials, they're not messing around. Yeah. They saw it. They uh, DQ'd him, so he lost the race. Chase Elliott ends up winning the race. And you would think, like... I mean, it's a piece of tape. It was an accident, right? It was. It had to be an accident, totally. Except that his teammate it? had the exact same piece of tape in the exact same spot, right. and he got DQ'd too. Kyle Busch gets DQ'd as well. So, and then JGR Joe Gibbs Racing doesn't. They don't appeal. So you think they knew they did something a little fishy? Well, I mean, either that or Ross Chastain was walking around the garage in the middle of the night while everybody was sleeping in bed. Two identical pieces of tape on which is not too far fetched. I mean, because then you do it to Denny and they're like, Okay, that's gonna look a little suspicious. Yeah. We can't just do it to Denny's car. Let's we gotta do it to Kyle's too. Let's just pick one. The eighteen's the closest can, one. Can we draw number one on the tape? <laughs> <laughs> or a watermelon so, scratch that sniff. It's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah. Do it in like the watermelon marker you used yeah. to have when you're a kid. Let's talk about that for just a second. No. Like going on a squirrel. How Please crazy God. is it that we gave kids micro or uh, microphones? We gave kids markers and we're like, you know what you should do with them? You should sniff them. Yeah. That's a crazy deal. It was the 80s. I mean, like, it's, it's the best time to be alive. Yeah. So, it's the first time in 60 years that NASCAR... Now, it's happened before, but it's the first time it's been a win. Okay. That's been vacated. So, a little crazy. Kind of a crazy week. Um, what? So, you threw me off with NASCAR being first. I'm telling you right now. So, did you see uh, Denny slide Ross Chastain up the track this week? Got a little payback? Yeah. Chase Elliott said he was a little too nice to him, but he slid him up the track... 
just enough to kind of get him loose, kind of left him a, he left him a little room on the exit. But uh, Chastain bounces off the wall, spins down the track with about 18 to go. Yeah. And I'm sure Denny smiled and laughed. Oh, I'm sure he was. I mean, and Ross said after the race, uh, I have more than that coming. I've had that coming for months. Yeah. So he, he's very aware of it. He's At least not, he took it on that, you know. Yeah. I mean, he understands what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So the Indy Road course is up next, which is kind of weird. I mean, we're doing the Indy Road course. Does it make you miss the Brickyard 400 any? Well, I really don't miss a lot of these races, but, yeah. uh, um, and here's the weird thing. And I, I think I talked to, to Eric about this one, when he and I did the show, when you were on your vacation, but I do not like the Indy road course. No, no. You and I talked about this because okay. you said it was kind of boring. Yeah. Like it's super boring. It's like, you know, here was my thing. And, and, and I know I realized Daytona works part of the oval into their road course as well, but use the oval. Or use a road course. Don't neither. They should never mix. Yeah, Charlotte does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte does it, the same thing. And I, you know, I think you either need a pure road course or not. Um, you so know, do they? Work, I guess they work some of that in. Do they yeah. work like one end of it or something? Yeah, it's like the whole one one end cap of yeah of Indy, which is a really it. weird track anyway. Yeah, uh, it's like two horseshoes got hooked together or two staples got hooked together. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, okay, so Kurt Busch wrecks in. So just a little follow up and, and to kind of move things along here. Kurt Busch wrecks in practice. Okay. And has concussion symptoms. Okay. So kudos to NASCAR. They held him out. You know, they have protocols. Yeah. And that, you know, that, what do they say? That I would tape my eyelids open. I would rush uh, days of thunder. He'd race yeah. with his spleen exploding or whatever. Yeah. So kudos to them for, for driver safety. So Kurt Busch sticks out, sits out, and Ty Gibbs comes up. Okay. Ty Gibbs is who's been rumored potentially take Kyle Busch's spot if they don't get a deal when worked Kyle out. When Kyle Busch retires. Yeah. Let's go through that again. <laughs> oh, I got to compose myself <laughs> so I don't have to hear that six times right. in a minute. Um, so he comes up and he he ends up 18th, okay. but the two DQs, he, he finishes 16th. But, I mean, a good, solid, for a guy that didn't know he was going to be in the car the night before the race, pretty good pretty good finish, I thought. Okay. Um, and then Kurt Busch still has not passed concussion protocols. Which begs the question, which Todd Gibbs will be up there again this week. There's been a lot of rumors around Kurt Busch retiring. I just wonder if this will start pushing him towards that. Right. And, and of course, right after Kyle retires, Kurt will probably retire um, because Kyle <laughs> definitely needs to retire. Uh, I'm going to go with, so let's just gonna, retire the entire Bush family and call it a day. Let's make this a drinking game. Yeah. Every time Jay says something negative about a Bush brother, everybody I has to take a to drink. Goodness, every time you say the word Kyle, my next word will be re- retired. <laughs> Great. Great. Well, then, yeah. so something for you, Jay. And I'm going to get this name wrong. I'm going to butcher this name. Okay. Is it Daniel... Kivat? Kivyat. I told you I was going to do Used to race for uh, Del Toro or Del Toro Rosso for. Um, Which F1. is Alphatari now, right? Yeah, it's Alphatari now. So he's going to make his NASCAR debut this weekend at Indy okay. Road Course. That's kind of neat. Do you know a whole lot about him? Um, so he was, obviously, he was in Del Toro Rosso with Pierre Gasly the first time Pierre Gasly was oh, there. Okay. Uh, and then later, I think he was with Albin for a few races before Albin came to Red Bull. So he's been there recently. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's he's a good racer. I mean, you have to be to get to that level, well, obviously. And he was really solid in F2. Um, you know, I think he just got kind of shell-shocked. I mean, he, he was one of those that would just maintain. He, he wasn't really pushing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he had flashes of greatness 
and then you know it just kind of never really panned out for him huh okay well i don't i mean i didn't know a whole lot i, I didn't know the name at all right was he ever on draft to survive yes he was whole first season and part of the second season yes so he made such an impact on me that i don't remember it yeah so there you go yeah. okay so do I think that's it for NASCAR. I mean, we're, we're moving we're moving towards the playoffs. We still got two spots with new, not new winners. Um, Indy again this week. Or, yeah, Indy Road Course this week. So there's a chance for a new winner. I didn't. I wish I would have. I did it quickly. Say his name again. Daniel. Oh, Kvyat. Okay, Kvyat. Um, so I don't know what car he's in. I forgot to look to see what car he's racing. Okay. I'm sure he's going to be kind of a road course ringer kind of guy. Yeah, but it'd be cool to see him do good. Yeah. It'd be cool. Speaking of road courses, I did get to see the full speech on the announcement for Chicago. Yeah. And it was one of those where you got the chills listening to it. It was kind of cool. They did like a background cinematic while the guy was talking, and uh, it was neat to watch. So I think it's going to be a really cool race. Yeah. It, that'll be definitely one that, that, you know, I get into watching for sure. Yeah, it'll be must-watch TV. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can get a uh, sponsor. Speaking of a uh, sponsor, if you would like to sponsor the Fuel Pod. Yeah, all you gotta do is email us at uh, coxwangracing at gmail dot com. Correct. And uh, maybe we can get a sponsor to fly us out to Chicago to be there for the first road case of the first street race in NASCAR history. Yeah. Um. Okay, Jay. Do yes. we want to go to F one or do you yes. want to save the best for last? That's the question. No, do we want to save F one for no, last. I've, we've got to get going on F one. I've got okay. a rant. And I, I mean, don't want to lose it. And F one on this paper here is longer than the NASCAR points uh, explanation. Yeah. You are about to go all in on a race that was won by what 10 seconds it was i mean and that was the that was the only that was the only irrelevant part of the entire race was the winner and the winner's race yeah and and all right i'm gonna let you go okay i'm gonna interject here and there but uh yeah have fun with f1 all right so we were at circuit paul ricard in france yep south of france steaming record hot temperatures it sounds like 102 will buxton said before i think it was 102 yeah it was like 40, 41 degrees and centigrade. So you yeah. can tell that they are not uh they're not used to the heat. No, especially the Brits. Because I was watching the uh what what did you call that show? The pre race show basically. Yeah. What's it called? The weekend warm up. Weekend warm up. So I watched the weekend warm up and it was so hot that, that they talked about that in front of every team logo. Yeah. And they tried to group all the people together so they didn't have to move very much. They also tried to follow blocks of shade down the yeah. paddock instead of walking in the sun. So how crazy is that? Crazy. For Oklahoma, I mean, 104 is just a, considered a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal for us. So, anyway, um, let's talk about the stuff that happened before the race. Uh, practice and qualifying, as usual. Ferrari, very strong. Uh, took practice, free practice one and two. Um, obviously, qualified on pole with Charles Leclerc. Uh, Carlos Sainz would have been up there, but he had to take a grid penalty uh, for a gearbox swap. Uh, so he went to the back of the field. Where did he start? What position? He ended up, he was supposed to start 20, but K-Mag took one too. And so K-Mag ended up starting 20, and Signs was in 19. He didn't qualify in the last. He didn't go out in Q3, right? He did, but check this out. They used him for strategy. So he, yeah. would, he yeah. would drive slow around the track and wait till Leclerc got to the last leg, and then Leclerc would, would tuck in behind him and then basically slingshot him around that last sweeper so he'd get some extra speed, and yeah, it worked. Q Ricky Ricky Bobby engaged slingshot yeah slingshot engaged yep so so, so Sainz started nineteenth right and K Mag started twenty for a similar I don't know if his was a gearbox or something else but he swapped something, the component something went out yeah okay so what's up next um, Lewis Hamilton then? 
uh, we're still pre-race. Lewis Hamilton, uh, you know, I made uh, mentioned the stat last week that it was his 300th Grand Prix. Yep. And then Will Buxton, uh, Shatner, brought up the stat that no race car driver for Formula One has ever won a race after making it to their third 300th Grand Prix. So Lewis has a couple of things here. Yeah. He's got the 300 Grand Prix. Can right. he get a win after? And can he continue the 30-year streak? Of either a Schumacher or a Hamilton winning a race during a year. Correct. So, a lot so, of pressure on Sir Lewis. Technically, he doesn't have to do it for that one because Mick Schumacher could win it as well. Okay, so he's got to do it. Yeah. So either <laughs> It would have to be a yeah. crazy circumstance for Mick to get a win. Well, I mean, he could you know drive for Ferrari since they share power plants, and he could drive for them one weekend. Who knows? Well, so, I mean, they do share cars apparently in, uh, in well, F1. Remember, Russell was taken out of the Williams to drive for Hamilton. I thought it was at Bahrain in the Mercedes car. When was that? Uh, it was the year uh, Romain Grosjean had the fireball. Gotcha. So it was that year. Okay. Also, another big record this weekend, Fernando Alonso became the leading lap driver in F1 history. And it was a lot. Yeah, by it's, a lot. It's a, by a lot. Yeah. He is. Uh, he holds the record now for the most laps driven at Isn't it like eighteen thousand or something like that. Yeah, I don't even. I don't. I didn't look at the stat. It's huge. I mean, you would think Lewis would get close to that, but I mean, he's not. He's not within a thousand laps. Well, he's also Alonso's forty-two. Oh, he's been doing it a while. Yeah. Huh? You don't think? I always think of these drivers as being young. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, like Lewis is what thirty-seven. Uh, he might be 38 now. Okay, 39. so 38. I mean, and I think of him as like the elder statesman. I had no yeah. idea somebody still racing it. Well, how old did you say, 44? He's 41 or 42. 41, 42? Yeah. It's my age, man. Yeah. That's uh, that's old to be driving a race car at 200 miles an hour. Well, F1 is a lot like tennis. You know, these guys get 19 and they're a senior citizen. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things. So. It's very crazy. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the race. When the race started, you said you watched it too, so I, I know did. you can echo this, but... Leclerc and Verstappen fighting in those first eighteen laps, seventeen laps was amazing. It was it was fantastic because I think in the moment I thought Max had the faster car, yeah, and was being very cautious. I think they were pretty evenly matched. I mean, like as as close to evenly matched as they've been all year. Well, here's the thing too that you got to realize: I don't think he was. You don't think Max was faster? No, and and it's not because I like Ferrari. I, I understand. So. The thing with that is when you are the second car, the first car has to defend, or or it doesn't. You can just move over and let you go. But when you defend, you're going to take a different line, and you're going to take a line that's going to force you into a different apex, which is going to slow you down. That makes sense. Which is why a driver wants to pop out in your mirrors to scare you so that you'll move into that defensive position, and they can still hold their line. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think he had the faster car. Well, I mean, I mean, you think they're pretty evenly matched? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And and Leclerc mounted a, a really substantial defense. There was a couple of times that that Max dive bombed him in a corner, and and Leclerc came out the victor on it. So it was some great racing. So anyway, Christian Horner, I'm sure, took over, and I I, I didn't see that part of it, but you know, I've watched enough now to know Horner was like, okay, we're not going to beat him this way. Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, and and. Max kind of dropped back a little bit, right? He did. I, I knew he – well, he knew – he had to know that Leclerc was burning, literally burning rubber off his tires to mount that defense. Yeah. And I think it was one of those, if you can't beat him, join him, and he decided not to join him and backed off a little bit so he could yeah, save he just, some time. Yeah, managed tires. And then, of course, Christian called him in uh, on the first stint to undercut Leclerc. Gotcha. So, 
Max comes in, he gets fresh rubber, he comes back out on the track and a lap later, it might not even have been a lap later, it might have been the same lap, because it was lap 18. Um, you hear LeClaire on the radio saying, you know, my throttle, I can't get my throttle, or something about his throttle, and then his yep. rear end swung around and he, you know, hit a wall. So, and he was out of the race. Which is just a an unbelievable mistake. Yeah. And, and, and we, uh, yeah. he admitted it was his mistake, right? Yeah, and I'm going to talk about that later when we get yeah. on down about on. But you know, at first everybody during the rest of the race, everybody's talking about what well, sounded like his throttle was stuck and this and that, and we don't know what really happened. And but the bottom line is, never in a race so far this season have I heard almost every team in the post race interviews saying, "Yeah, I really would have liked to have seen the fight." I think it was going to, but we just keep getting robbed. We've had the fight yeah. one time, and that was at Austria. So. Uh, you know, we keep getting robbed of the fight and it, it, you know, I'm a Ferrari fan, so it's driving me nuts. Yeah. I said a few, few episodes ago, Leclerc is, is max two years ago when he wasn't quite there yet. Yeah. He could compete, but he wasn't quite there yet. And Hamilton won his seventh championship or whatever. I was, uh, I was scared to text you because one, I didn't know if you're watching the race live, Okay, but two, I was like, he's going to have a bad day. And I don't want him to have a bad day. And I don't want to text him and think I'm rubbing it in. It's well, a, I, I didn't have a bad day. Good. Because every team's got two drivers, and the other one did lights I, out. He might have been the fastest car on the track. He was the fastest car I mean, car I, on the track. I think if, if he starts at the front, I mean, I, I think he wins the race. Yeah. he was. I mean, he was clearly faster than yeah, everybody and, else. And, you know, uh, so a couple things before I get to Carlos Sainz. Kevin Magnuson started out in 20th and picked up seven spots in the first lap. Quickly, yeah. Like even the announcers, the sportscasters were like, uh, where did he come from? Yeah, because did Sainz didn't take no, off real fast. Like they were like, Okay, Sainz is still in eighteenth and Magnuson's in thirteenth. Yeah, he was very patient. You know, he was kind of just taking his overtakes when he could. He was saving tire, which was good. Um, so, you know, Latifi too, man, Latifi was racing. Yeah. Wasn't putting it in the wall. He was moving up spots. He ended up getting hosed later by I think it was uh Sonoda or somebody, but you know, uh, Yuki's had a tough little run. Oh here. my goodness, man! I feel feel bad for the. He's kid. had a tough little run. So, um, signs. He burns it up coming from nineteenth. It took him a while, but he gets up to podium position, third place. Right. Yep. Um, now let's back up first. He already on his first pit stop, he had an unsafe pit release on look like Alex Albin, uh, which coming I don't, out of the pits. <laughs> I don't know whose fault that is. Do you not have a person that says go, go, go? Yeah, it's not Sainz's fault. Yeah, he just goes when he's told yeah. to go, right? But, I mean, he could have looked in his mirror, maybe, sure. But, you know, he still would have had to go. They were pushing him out. Yeah. So, you know, he comes out in front of Alvin trying to get in. It was an immediate, and it was, I mean, there was no question on it. There yeah. wasn't. I mean, that took soon the front as, end of the car As soon off. as they announced he was being investigated for it, the very next blip, like three seconds later, was Sainz's five-second penalty. So this is not a stop-and-go penalty. This is one of those you drive into pits. You have to wait five seconds before any work can be done. Five seconds ends, he puts on new tires, he heads out, right? So um, the average pit stop for the whole pit process at France is 27 seconds. So, you know, they bring him in to get medium tires, I guess. So it should have been about a 32-second pit yeah, stop. Yeah, it should have been, yeah. So it was a 32, 32, 33 second pit stop before he's back out. Uh, Later on, though, I mean, so he was in the podium position and he could have held it. And 
Gasly was proof of that. Gasly was literally on the exact same strategy Sainz was on and held his spot for the rest of the race and yeah. drove it out. And he couldn't figure out why they brought him in. I, nobody could. This is when he is passing someone, right? Uh, no, he. this was shortly after he did that pass on Perez. And they start yelling, pit now, pit now, yeah, pit now. Yeah, they start yelling, pit now, while he's racing. And he's like, guys, watch the race. Yeah. You know? What's up with that? I don't know, dude. Ferrari has, and, and they, you know, teaser for later, they're making really bad decisions, it seems like, for a championship team. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every race we're talking about some kind of strategy issue. And I realize this weekend was Leclerc's fault. I do. But is it just me, or is it the drivers are championship drivers, but the team's not a championship team? It definitely don't seem like a championship right? team. Right? Yeah, I agree. So... You look at the last two championship teams, last three, two of them being Red Bull and one of them being Mercedes for ever how many years, but they had a championship driver and a championship caliber team. Yeah. And even when the years Mercedes was a championship team, Red Bull was right there. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's not so like was there Ferrari, was... Ferrari, but yes. But it's not like there's like the, some huge gap. I feel like there is... And maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. know. But it feels like it's Red Bull and everybody else as far as teams. Okay. Now, Mercedes, Wow. This week. Yeah, really impressed with Mercedes, um, specifically uh, Lewis Hamilton, who kind of just held his ground, and I realized he pretty much ran that race entirely by himself at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, just out there doing time trials. But here's but the deal. He earned it this week. He did. It was his. It was his. And, you know, George Russell, I know I know where you're going to go here in a minute. Well, I don't yeah. know where you're going to go, but I can see the sheet. Yeah. Uh, it, he, I mean, still third place, and he, he kept him from passing him. I mean, he passed Perez, right? Right. And then he held him back. Now, did he do it questionably? I think Jay has some opinions on that. Yeah. But the fact that he did it, he did it. You know what I mean? And, and there was an investigation or whatever, and, and they didn't find that he did anything. So, I don't know. I was I was really impressed with George Russell and Mercedes this weekend. Okay. That's Go ahead. cool. Cool story, bro. I'm trying to I'm trying to TJ um, up here for his rant. I want to get him good and fired up. And I, I'm going to tighten it down with another comment before I move on to George the okay. Ranger Russell. Um, Fernando Alonso is driving around the track and he's just turning out blistering lap times for for an Alpine. Yeah. The race engineer starts realizing that the McLarens are both they're all catching Alonso, so they call Alonso on the radio and they're like, "Hey, man." You were doing 32 nines, and now you're at 34 nines. He's like, yes, I know what I'm doing. I'm letting the McLarens get close so they'll eat up their tires. Then the radio just went dead after that. Wow. I mean, so. Some people play chess. Right. Some people play checkers. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. What kind of forward thinking and wherewithal does it take to, you know, this is the difference between a younger and a veteran driver because they're all fast. Fast yeah. is the easy part, right? Yeah, yeah. But to know that if I if I sucker these guys in and get them right up, they're going to have to eat their tires alive to get next to me, and then I'll just speed back up, and then we're good. Yeah, then yeah. we're fine. Which is exactly what happened. How did I, I? And I watched every lap of the race, but you have the eidetic memory. How did Danny, Rick, and Lando finish up? Well, it was uh, it was Lando in front. I think he was seventh, okay. right behind Alonzo, and Danny, Rick, I think was ninth. So Still yeah, not, I that's mean, what points. it was because it was it was Alonzo. So it was Alpine, McLaren, Alpine, McLaren, from six to nine. So again, I mean, a double points weekend, right? I just expect better from them. 
I don't. I think we we crowned. I think we crowned Lando a little too early. We did, and and Danny Rick's got to figure it out. Well, we you know people have just been basically shaming on Danny Rick for this whole entire season, the entire year. I'm getting kind of tired of it myself. I'm sure he is, but I, I can't imagine. Yeah, but I mean, he's not shutting anybody up on the track. No, that's the problem. Yeah. If he'd go out and shut everybody up, then we wouldn't have anything to talk about. And he did that last year when they took Monza, you know. So yeah. Hopefully he finds a place to do that again this year. Okay. So. <clears throat> are we to the point where I can just mute my microphone? Uh, no, you don't have to mute it. Okay. But, um, so let's talk George Russell and okay. Checo Perez. So It's a good battle. Uh, at good Austria, battle. previous race, we're heading into turn four. Perez is on the outside. Russell's on the inside. Russell can't hold his line. He literally slides into the mid car of Checo and puts him out in the gravel. Russell's first line on the radio is, he just turned right into me. I don't know what happened. That's Well, A, that's not what happened. You literally laterally slid up the track and knocked his butt off the track. So how about calling in and saying, yes, uh, that was an idiot move of me, and I slid into the – he said he turned right into me. Okay, so he didn't. This week – Going into, I think it was turn 11 or 15. Perez is on the outside. Russell's on the inside. He gets his front tires in between the front tires and rear tires of Sergio Perez. Same exact position he was in last week. Edges him off the track. First line on the radio. He just turned into me. I don't know what happened. Bro, I'll tell you what happened. You can't drive into turns what happened, and you push the guy into the gravel. Guy's getting drug across the kitty litter, and Russell gets up ahead. And then instead of just being quiet and realizing, okay, you got the place you wanted because you took your ball and went home, he says, for two laps, he went off the track. He went straight through that chicane. Brother, you pushed him through the chicane. Where'd you want him to go? Yeah. Because then guess what? He would have had to turn into him to get back on the track. For two laps, he wanted Sergio Perez investigated. For two laps. And they never did, right? Toto finally literally comes on the thing and goes, put your head down and race the car. See, I missed that. Now, I heard all of the... So, full disclosure here. I thought Checo was complaining about George Russell. I think I must have gone off during this part. Like I just didn't see this happen. And so, when I come back in, you know, Checo's in fourth... And Russell's in third, yeah. correct? And I was thinking that Perez was complaining about George Russell no. extending the track limits. No, I'm going to tell you why. Because Checo Perez is world class. And Russell's still got ways to go to get there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Checo didn't say a word until his post-race interview. And he didn't, he didn't just throw it out there. They had to ask him about it. And even then, what a gentleman. He's Very, like, I don't know what happened. It looked like he edged me off the track. I don't really want to get into it. He got the place I did, and that's the end of it, basically. So Yeah, where George is still complaining. George still complaining. And, by the way, he's the president of the Drivers Association for Rules and Safety. Who is? George Russell, one of them, one of the directors for the drivers. Really? As their main spokesperson. So he's on global television and says the line, like that's his first statement, was about what Checo did. And he goes, you know, in this situation, the rules are clear. I was alongside – well – he said the rule clearly states that if I'm even with Checo's car, that, you know, it's my line. What well, you weren't even with the thing. And how about you not knowing the rules? If you're the, you're the guy that's the head of the driver's rules and safety guy, 
Yeah. And you were both unsafe and didn't know the rules. Guess what I'm doing? I'm finding a new director for the, you know, driver's rules and regulations guy. What I think, Jay, is it's you don't like any of my drivers. That's not true. I feel like I feel like that's I feel like you don't like any of my drivers. I like Checo. Checo is cool. Checo. I do. Um, and and full I disclosure, like Russell. As a Russell fan, and I've I've said it twenty times, I was cheering for Checo, just because I like him. I liked Russell when he was a Williams driver, and I'll tell you why because he was humble. Yeah, and now he's not. No, he's. He seems a little entitled, maybe. He's in love with his own propaganda, man. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And um, to follow the the Twitter uh, thing going on, George Russell is the kind of guy that really likes to talk about George Russell. Yes. So, <laughs> did yeah. you see all those this week? Oh, yeah. They were everywhere. Yeah. I love Team Lando's. George Russell's the kind of guy that qualifies behind Lando Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, I thought that was pretty funny. All right, Jay. Are we, are we, where are we at next week? We, didn't you tell me it was summer break next week? Wow. I literally said, hey, when we get on here tonight, I have to do a retraction. You're like, no, you don't. Don't worry like, about nope, it. Nobody will even and remember that. Now you're slamming me on it. A hundred percent. So last week That's I said I we were going to be moving into summer break, which we are not. Uh, clearly. We're going mean, to be at the Hungara Ring in, in Hungary, in Budapest. Okay. Remind me of the Hungara Ring. It's the bobsled track. I thought that was Norway. No, that you're thinking of Zandvoort. I'm thinking of Zandvoort. Norway. <laughs> That's it. Zandvoort seems in, very in Norwegian. So they're both kind of bobsleddy go kart tracks. Okay. Um, so Hungara Ring's got the uphill right that you don't like that heads into the hard chicane where you usually get too far on the inside. Oh, and, we talked about this the other day. Yeah. So if you want to hear what we're talking about here, watch us on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Chad H610 and GMJ729, right? Uh, well, I'm. I'm uh, GMJ seven twenty nine, and you're Chad in the wall at turn eight on Hungar. So if you want to watch us, <laughs> it's always good to get on Twitch. Yeah. Um, this week you would have got a whole lot of me being like Jay just now. Yeah. Very not good mood. Um, was leading a race and wrecked. So yeah, if you ever want to watch that, that's that's a good time to watch on a on a on an e- a weekday evening, usually about ten o'clock. Right. Um. It's always fun to hear two guys that have been working all day and they're just tired of life, get in there and race and then wreck. That's a good time. Yeah. Okay, sorry. We're at the Hunger Ring. I just I squirreled yeah, so that one there. in my head. I, we also skipped through some of the stuff from the post-race I wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, well, by all means. I'm sorry. So I'm pretty sure Danny Rick made a uh, a meme out of the person doing his post-race interview this week because uh, the guy asked him, he said, you know, was there any kind of vibe during the race where – you couldn't, you know, and he and Danny Rick's like, what kind of vibe? Like, I'm not feeling the vibe or like, I'm not checking out and this is a weird vibe or like, you can't figure it out. And now everybody listening to this thinks it's the most awkward interview ever. Did he just like. Yeah. And then the interviewer goes, oh, no, I'm going to be on YouTube this week. <laughs> so he just totally trolled the guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely. Wow. That's awesome. So that was cool. And then last week. Lando Norris griped with Will Buxton when he got called to the table for his interview. And he's like, man, you, you had you used to have snacks every week under the table when we come up here to do these interviews and we could get snacks and treats. And you haven't had anything. And, of course, it's 100 degree I mean, heat. It threw him right under the bus. Right. So this week, Will had a whole cooler bag full of ice lollies. Not a kid. Which is one of Lando's favorite things. What's that? Oh, what's that? Uh, just a lollipop, right? Yeah, it is. It's just okay. it's the little plastic lollipops or the little that are wedge. like the dollar for two hundred of them right. at Walmart. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Uh, so anyway, Lando got his ice lollies off. And, uh, <laughs> well, I saw that on that's what I was laughing about. If you're watching this on YouTube, I looked over and I was like, what does that say? Yeah. Okay. So he got, so his, anyway, he got his lollipop. Will asked him, he's like, what color do you want? He goes, well, I'll take a red one because it reminds me of Ferrari and they're a lot faster than us right now. So he takes a red lolly. Well, the next person that gets interviewed uh, is Carlos Sainz. Okay. Did he get an orange one? He got an orange one. Oh, wow. And he, That's funny. Which neither one of them knew. Each one of them was getting one of these, right? So yeah. it was weird that Lando got a red Ferrari one and Carlos Sainz got an orange McLaren one and they used to be teammates on McLaren. So that was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. So, Maybe they have a bromance. I, yeah, they always obviously do. I feel like they do. So, and also, if you remember last week, I said, remember that I said tires were going to be the issue because they ran with the Miami compound. Yep. I remember that. Every single driver on the radio, like, and I cycled through on my second watch of the race. The, second watch of the race. The driver, uh, the driver comms, right? The onboards and almost all of them, Lewis specifically. Hey, anybody else getting the same tire deg I'm getting, you know? So, uh, tire degradation was huge. Yeah. Tires just melting out there. So anyway, it was a big deal. Well, I mean, you were right. You were right on the money. Yeah. That's uh, so okay. Where are we? Are we still. Sorry, I've got an alarm going off in the building here. I'm just trying to figure out what it is while we're talking. Yeah. Um, so we're going to the hunger ring. Right. What else you got for us there? Um, well, I mean, it's going to be another shot for, for Ferrari to kind of to kind of pick it up. And this is going to be a track that favors fast drivers or, or excuse me, it's going to favor cars that are good at speed. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Uh, so there's a bunch of nice full, you know, full on sweepers and some straights. So it's really going to, especially that last turn, uh, it's really going to favor the car that's good in the straights. I think because okay. even a lot of the turns are still at speed. So, so you said uh, that's a Mercedes track too, then right in Mercedes no, usually good. That's the old Mercedes. Okay. That's, the new Mercedes, not yeah, as good. No, They're more maneuverable now yeah. and not as much high end. So they're closer to Red Bull. No, Red Bull is now the Mercedes. Kind of went the other way, yeah. That's funny how that switches. And then Ferrari's like the hybrid in between the two, and McLaren just can't figure out what the other three are doing. Gotcha. So that's kind of where we are. So, so do you have any kind of? Uh, so, are you are you picking Ferrari this week? Um, man, no, I'm going to pick Carlos Sainz. All right. Well, dumbfounded look here. That would be Ferrari, I mean, right? Right, but I'm not picking Ferrari as a team. I'm going to pick Carlos Sainz because I think he's on a he's on a roll that nobody is recognizing. He is looking super good. Yes. Yeah. So we're I mean we're almost to the point where we're going to have to have the conversation we did at the early part of the year about George Russell and and Lewis Hamilton, which I think Lewis Hamilton now has kind of shown he's driver one. Yeah. Um is maybe Carlos Sainz pushing to be driver one? Probably not at Ferrari, and I understand that. But is he auditioning for a driver one somewhere else? No, I don't. You think they're just going to do what I want everybody to do and just have two really awesome drivers? And, man, I could be dead. I'm either dead wrong on this or there's not going to be any middle ground on this. That guy's either going to be at Ferrari for a long time or he's not. It's not going to be. Well, Dan, rather, it's either going to rain or it's not. Right. Yeah, he's either going to be at Ferrari or he's not. I mean, he's like, it's not going to be one of those things where hey, everybody thinks he's leaving Ferrari and, and, and he does. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I don't see him leaving Ferrari. He He's always wanted, him and Leclerc both, have both dreamed as kids of driving for Ferrari. You don't hear other drivers really say that. 
unless they've already driven for Ferrari and now they're not with them. Yeah, because they they can't put a consistent product on the track. Yeah, like Sebastian Vettel, huge Mick Schum- or Michael Schumacher fan, so he wanted to race for Ferrari's whole life. Then he got there and couldn't win any championships. So I guess what I mean, even if you want to, which I don't know where he would go. Yeah, but even if you want to drive for Ferrari your entire life, if you have a chance to win a championship, don't you go? I mean, don't you go somewhere else? Where would he go? That's that. So that was my when I, when I started talking it through. Where are you going to go? Mercedes is George Russell, Red Bulls Max Verstappen, McLaren's Lando. Nobody Norris. else can drive. You need a weak person, or a person that's okay riding number two at Red Bull. Carlos Sainz. Yeah, so he's not. Would never get along. Those two would never get along. So, is it can can? How do you think Leclerc's handling signs is? recent surge well i think he's it's political i think on the outwardly he's like hey yeah we're doing well as a team this and that but inwardly he's like this is my team he doesn't really care i don't know if they're close supposedly they are they don't seem like it no not like lando and him did i mean because verstappen and i realized verstappen and and charles were close and that was the first thing he said on the radio hey is he okay yeah you know signs wins and and leclerc doesn't really address it no Signs Rex catches on fire. Leclerc doesn't really address nope. it. Just seems really odd to me. Signs comes from the very back of the field up to third place. Pitts comes out in 14th and finishes the race fifth. Leclerc doesn't. Now he was in the pit box. He was in their paddock yeah. and he was cheering. I mean, he was. Yeah. But it, all the pictures were more woe is me than. Yeah. Hey, the team, the team needs me to be rally cat here. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I just, man. It, it makes me not like Charles. Like he just doesn't seem like a very good team player. I like that statement better than he's probably a great human being. Yeah, and he's a, obviously a very talented race car driver. He right. just doesn't seem like team oriented. It's like you said a minute ago. This is my team, right? Why are you guys all talking about Carlos? I'm I'm the driver here. I'm the five year Ferrari driver. Yeah, I'm the guy that's going to win us a championship. You can talk about him all you want, but I'm the guy that's winning us a right. championship. Just I don't know. Not a, not a Meanwhile, huge fan. Carlos is walking around with the, he can say whatever he wants. I know I'm going to win a Ferrari championship. He sure seems like it. Yes, I mean he, um, he he's definitely walking walking proud right now. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, that's really all I got, man, on Formula One for this week. That's all. Yeah, I mean, besides the funny scene of everybody cracking on Lewis Hamilton for crashing out on the floor, you know, the guy was without his drinks bottle in a hundred degree heat. He's not a spring chicken. He, oh, no, wait. He didn't have his drinks bottle in the car? No, it broke. It, during the race? Yeah, and so he couldn't use the straw mechanism on it or for whatever reason, couldn't get any any refreshment. Oh, I bet that was miserable. Yeah, I imagine so. That had to be miserable. Flame-retardant underwear, flame-retardant balaclava on your face, the big thick helmet, the padding. 102 heat. 102 a, heat. A car generating heat. Setting on a rocket engine. With no stress of trying not to wipe out in every corner. Do they have the cool boxes like NASCAR does? I don't. I don't know. I don't think they do. You know, NASCAR has like the air conditioned helmets. Yeah, they hook into it or whatever, and it blows colder on their face. No, these no, they do not have those. It's a full. It's a full face helmet. There's no inlet valve on on the. I know what you're talking about on the back where they got the little flap and they put yeah. the hose. And no, I've never seen it before. Yeah, and, so, and that's a really cool. I mean, that's a really cool NASCAR invention. That yeah, maybe F one should think about. Um, but here's the thing. What's it going to do to their to their rules? So the the car and the driver get weighed in Park Ferme at the beginning. Yep. 
how many kilos are you adding? Because there's their measurements are in kilos. How many kilos are you adding to add an air conditioning unit? And what's that going to take away from? Yeah, I guess if I mean it's kind of like the UPS drivers that don't have air conditioning. I mean, I guess you're just used to it. You just go on. Yeah, and probably not everywhere they go is like this. Yeah, you know, it's it's not like every race is. 102 degrees. Right. I mean, they had Miami that was hot. They race in the... De- I mean, I'm talking myself through it. They race in the desert. They race in France when it's 102. But every time they race in the desert, it's at night. Their hottest race of the year, also at night, is Singapore. Really? It's also the muggiest, obviously, because Well, that makes Singapore. sense, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So... That's all I had for, for Formula One, man. 24 hours at Spa this week. We got the 20... 24. See, wow, he's just going all over the place. I'm sorry. I just was right. Here's the deal. I, and I'm just going to talk real quickly. If you see Jay this week, it is Jay's birthday. Uh, uh, and, and it's one of his favorite forms of racing, endurance races. Yeah. It's his favorite racetrack. Yeah. And it just happens to be on his birthday. Yeah. So if you see Jay, tell him happy birthday. He's one step closer to 50. Uh, you can tell by, if you're looking on YouTube, you can tell by that white white Fu Manchu he's got going wow. on over there. But um, so if you see him, tell him happy birthday. And, and anyway, so I was going to let you talk about spa, but I wanted to preface it with that. So. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> so 24-hour spa and in Belgium uh, this weekend, we had some test runs. We've had some, like, some event races that have gone on. 66-car um, field. Uh, That's a lot of cars, Jay. Yeah, and watching the, the test days and then watching some of the early stuff that they've got going on this week, Mercedes – Looking very strong. Okay. Uh, Lamborghini looking very strong. Able to hold that grip coming over uh, Radion from uh, Eau Rouge and heading into the downhill portion. Uh, BMW, if they can hold it together, I think they're going to do really well. Um, so that looks good as well. Anyway, it's you're going to have to watch it, man. It's I'm going to catch chunks of it, I think, because I've got a lot going on this weekend. But Do you, though? I do. You're not going to just stay up all night on Friday well, night? Well, I thought I was going to, but people, other people have made plans and – well, you so, tell them that you're going to be racing your two-player career with uh, with Chad and you and, and watching Spa, and yeah. you don't have time for anybody else's stuff. It's okay. your birthday. You sure. make the rules. I should, but it's going to be a logistical nightmare this weekend. Oh, well. Anyway, so that's it for that. But we did have uh, a couple of GT World Challenge races that were the American Series for shout GT4. Out GT. Yes, big shout-out to GT World Challenge America and the GT4 Series America. Uh, they were at Watkins Glen. It's one of my favorite tracks, old iconic track in in New York. Um, yeah, so we'll start with GT four, uh, Mercedes, Porsche, BMW. That's your one, two, three. Uh, okay. Did very well. One thing I liked about Mercedes, um, there's a portion of that track coming off the start finish line where if you hit your line right, you can hold it flat out for about three turns until you get to a chicane where you got to slow down a little bit, but you can kind of cut those corners without track limit violations and pretty much maintain speed. Uh, Mercedes looked like they were able to do that. Um, Porsche had a little trouble with it, but Porsche was able, because of the car, they were able to get back in the throttle and get back in there and stay pretty tight. Um, BMW did that kind of, just kind of held in, you know? So I didn't expect BMW to be on the podium at all. So, you know, big kudos to, to those cats for, for getting on the podium in, in GT4. In the GT3 class, the Lamborghini was pretty much unstoppable. Uh, Porsche came in second and Mercedes came in third. But, um, you know, it was actually predicted earlier this week that Lamborghini was going to win that race. And gotcha. Watkins Glen, and, and I'm not a huge Lambo fan by yeah. any stretch of the imagination, but 
that track is built for the. So the Lambo has a unique, and I think it's because, and I might be wrong, but you know that thing is so low to the ground, it's so flat, right? When they come over an uphill section, a lot of other cars will. You'll see the suspension where the wheels come down. For travel. They're not necessarily airborne. Yeah. But they're not grounded either. But a Lambo hits that, and it's like they just kind of roll over it and stay flat on the road. Maybe that was part of it, and that's just something I noticed, but who knows. Hmm. So Interesting. It was an interesting race. Um, I'm, I, I want to look this week and see how many drivers from, from GT America are actually competing in Spa as well, so I don't, I don't know that answer to that. So anyway, a couple good races at Watkins. Looking forward to 24 hours of Spa. 24 hours of sports. Now, we can watch that live on YouTube, right? We can watch it live on YouTube. You can also watch it on the app, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, GT World Challenge Europe. Will you do me a favor? Yeah. Will you uh, tweet that that um, YouTube link out for all of our crazy listeners out there so we can watch a little spa this weekend? Yeah. Rock I can on. definitely do that. Okay, um, Jay. Are we to our podiums and bat markers? No, I've got oh, WRC. No. Oh, I didn't see W. And I have been playing this game. I was uh, see. I, I want be- you. You stole my thunder. I was gonna give you some serious props. Oh well, thank you. So, so my buddy Chad here has gotten into WRC as a virtual racer, and I think he's just in a week has gained a significant amount of respect for what these guys do for a living. <laughs> yeah. So, um, take it away, man. So WRC is a fantastic game. First, yeah. I have ran over houses. I think I went through a church. I know I've fallen off three or four cliffs. Have you killed spectators? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, the entire time I'm doing this, mo- well, I tell you the entire most of the time when I'm trying to, like, I'm hitting a turn, and I think, man, I have seen them hit these turns and never slow down. Yeah. You just see gravel fly. They hit their e-brake, go around the corner, and I thought, I can't do this with a controller. How are they doing this with a real-life person talking in their ear, with real-life people standing out there? Right. Dirt everywhere. With rain, sleet, snow, somebody's house, and they have to focus on all of that and make that turn perfectly. Right. I've said on this podcast no less than 10 times that F1 drivers are the elite of the elite. Right. I'm not 100% sure I'm wrong, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> there he is. I'm fairly positive <laughs> that world rally champions, I know, I, I know they couldn't get in an F1 car and race right. it, but I don't think anybody in that F1 car could do what they do. Right. I don't think, I think there might be, how many teams are there? In rally? Yeah. Just pick a rally that I'm racing right now. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have anywhere from probably, well, teams, there's probably only four or five teams. Okay, so 10, 12 drivers yeah. on the Okay. I don't think, out of those 12 drivers, I don't think there's 20 more that can do what they can do on the planet. Right. It's nuts. And if you, I haven't streamed this yet, and I realize that somebody out there um, maybe listen to this and be like, well, oh, it's virtual. Find it on YouTube, then come back and watch us. And you will see how close it is and how hard it is. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it, I will the give playing you. that game put me, it put a lot of, oh, I gave me a lot of perspective on how hard that is. This is only one of 10 components, but I will tell you to hit those turns at speed, you have to start the turn way before you get to the turn. Way before. Way before. Yeah. Way before. Like, I finished, I think my closest, I, I finished dead last in every heat, every stage. 
And I think my closest one, I was eight seconds behind. Yeah. And we're only talking however many. I mean, there, it's a five-minute race. The stage, you know, for me, virtually, right. it's five minutes. You think about being eight seconds behind someone. I was f- two minutes behind the leader. Right. In a five-minute stage, I was two minutes behind the leader. <laughs> That's how bad and how hard it is. I was like, oh, dear goodness. Yeah. Um, but it's fun, and, and I've said it on here once, and I'll, I'll twice now. I'll say it again. Follow us on Twitch because we play Wreckfest. We play WRC. Yeah. Jay likes to play ACC. He was playing something this week called Snowbound. So if you want to just see some different kind of snow runner, snow runner, yeah. If you want to see some just different kinds of stuff, we're we're I think we're fun. I'm I'm partial. We're yeah. fun follow. So okay. Well, anyway, uh, the rally that's coming up is August fourth through the seventh. Uh, so not this weekend, but next weekend. And it's at the track I told you to cut your teeth on to get get some rally experience. Which one was it? It's Finland. Finland. So Is that it, Norway? Uh, no. Different country. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Note, noted. Anyway, so it's uh, Kalerov and Para's home rally, and like, he's also in first place. Guy's a stud. Yeah, he's a machine. He will win. Yeah, and I think he will. Um, but it's really fast gravel. Uh, there are massive jumps on this one, which makes it fun. And sometimes there's two or three in a row. Like you hit a jump, you drive another two or 300 meters, you hit another one. So if you're not getting your car, like when you hit, you're landing in really soft, fast gravel. So if you can't get that car straightened out, and it can be funny. I, yeah. mean, I mean, I've come off of them straight, and then when I hit the next one, I'm, I'm completely sideways coming off of it. And I'm like, yeah. well, this isn't. This is not, not going to end well. This is not going to go that's great. A, so that's what I was about to say. The jumps are all well and good. Yeah. It's not the jump. Yeah. It's the 100 yards before you get to the jump. Yes. That make all the difference in the world. Well, they're trying to get you messed up before you ever get to that. It's they terrible. want you to be that way. Right? Oh, I'm, I'm always <laughs> discombobulated as I can get. Or oh. they'll narrow the road to where you kind of slide off to one side so you hit the jump crooked. Right. So, anyway, mm-hmm. Finland is crazy. It's going to be lightning fast times. Um, looking forward to seeing if, if Rovin Perry can extend his lead. Um, I like this Elvin Evans kid, man. Yeah, this Brit, and he's driving for Gazoo Racing, just like just like Rovin Para. But he, I want to see if he can gain some more ground this weekend. Um, not a huge Nouvel fan, uh, Terry Nouvel or whatever. He's in second place right now, but he's been falling off. Okay, and he's you know not a fan. Yeah, I just I don't like his attitude. Anyway, he gets really upset really fast for no real reasons. But anyway, it's a really fast track. Uh, definitely encourage you to get on and watch it. Just watch the highlights. So, anyway, I'm done with that. You're done with that? Yeah, we can go on to podiums and back that's, that's, I mean, that's what we call a segue. Yeah. All right, I'm done with that. I have a, all right. So, let me cue up the music here. And I don't remember which one. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Haven't lost my touch yet, baby. You're going first. I'll go first. Okay, podiums. Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Okay. Why? Because they're giving us a show. I love a good rivalry, and they're giving us a show. And this week, you know what? Hamlin kind of got Chastain about it, back about uh, back a little bit, and neither one of them are mad. Neither one of them are yelling. Denny's laughing about it. Ross says he deserves it. it it's okay. I mean, we can have stuff like this and move forward. Second, Mercedes, double podium. I thought that was awesome. Okay. And number one, Max, um, number one, because he won the race yeah. and he ran it going away. Uh, he extended his points lead and he proved he was a really good guy by just being like, hey, dude, how, how's Leclerc? Yeah. And I like stuff like that. So that, that's my podium. I'm just quick and easy this week. All right. My podium, third place is Charles Leclerc okay. on the podium because 
it takes a man to admit to a mistake and definitely to do it on global television to go, hey, look, it wasn't the throttle. It wasn't all that stuff you guys were saying. I made a mistake. The rear end got away from me. I hit the wall. Yeah. And he goes, and then he said these this line. If I can't, if I can't, you know, stop making mistakes like this, I don't deserve to be a world champion. I mean, he yeah. nailed it. So anyway, second place, Mercedes and Porsche for placing on the podium in both GT4 and GT World and GT3 okay. this weekend at um, at Watkins Glen. And my first place one is Lewis Hamilton because he keeps plugging away, Sir Lewis. He keeps plugging away. You want to do your back markers? You want me to do them? I'll do mine. Okay. Third back marker, Leclerc. No, oh, oh. oh, take the music off. Gotta take that music off, man. Yeah. Leclerc is also third place on my back marker list That's because funny. he made a bonehead mistake and he hit the wall, man. Yeah, man. He, he cost the whole team the race. So, uh, second place is Carlos Sainz, even though he could have technically been on my podium as well. But he's my back marker because he got hosed by his team. Should not have had to pit at the end. That was ridiculous. Really dumb call. And my first place is Russell for making the same excuse two weeks in a row. That was completely inaccurate. How do we have the same bat markers in different orders? I don't know. Because I didn't even know what yours were. No, you didn't. You knew what I what mine were? No. No, well, I mean, not when you yeah. made yours. Right. But, okay, so mine is Ferrari pitch strategy. Okay. Kind of the same as yours with Carlos Sainz. Second, George Russell, quit whining. Yeah. Just quit whining. I don't. I don't, I didn't get to see that part. But, but stop whining. Just race, man. Yeah. Just race. And then number one is Charles Leclerc because I think the pressure might be getting to him. I think I think he's waiting on the other shoe to drop with Ferrari because something seems to go wrong every week. Right. I think he is racing not to lose more than he's racing to win. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of – That's I a really good statement. I think that's, uh, that's, that's valid. But – I think he's the most talented. I, I've said Max is the most talented driver on the grid. I may change to. I may change my mind. Charles Leclerc may be the most talented driver on the grid, but he, he's going to have to prove that he belong. I mean, he belongs yeah. in that 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 cloud that that and, group. And I don't think it's a problem to say that they're both the the two most talented drivers on the grid. I think it's not for close. very different reasons. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, Jay, where are we at? Shilling. We, shilling. This is my favorite part not of the Kurt, podcast. Not Kurt, but the actual Not shilling. Kurt. No blood on our sock. Um, so, best way to interact with us is on Twitter. How do you find us on Twitter? How do they find us on Twitter? Well, they find me at jneal729, and they find you at Chad H in the wall on turn eight. No, Chad H6110. So, on six, Twitter. 610. Six, Chad H610. Yeah, six, did I say 6110? Yeah. And okay. then at pod underscore fuel. Right. Uh, you can find us on Twitch. I'm Chad H610. I am GMJ729. And if you're listening to this on ESPN Paris 105.1, don't forget you can go back and listen to all the stuff we've talked about for the last 16, 17 weeks. Yeah. So, you know, we appreciate that. Dude, 17 weeks? 17 man. weeks. Holy crap. So, you know, we appreciate that. Go back, listen, yeah. find out what we talked about before, see if we're wrong or if we're right. That's always a good thing. Um, Discord is the fuel pod. What am I losing? What am I losing? Oh, if you are out there on dirt tracks, if you're out there and right. your form of racing we're not talking about, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Twitch, hit us up on Discord, whatever you want to do, find us. You'll find us. We're not we're not hard to find. Um, and we'll, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to talk about it. You can come sit in here with us in the studio, and and we can I use studio loosely, and we can discuss it. We can get you up on Zoom. We can whatever you want to do. To get you in here and talk about your forming racing, we'd love to have you. 
Okay. Okay, Jay, just give me the look like hope. Well, you said studio, and that reminded me we need to pay our temp storage bill. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay gave me the wrap it up look. Um, and then the oh, last goodness. but not least, my new shilling request. Um, we're reaching quite a few people now. Right. So if you would like to be a sponsor of the Fuel Pod, hit us up. Twitter, I gave out our email earlier, coxwangracing at gmail.com. Yeah. There's a story there. Find us on Twitch. We'll explain that story to you where we came up with that racing email. Um but hit us up on there. We, we would love to have you as a sponsor. We, we'll wear your gear. But we'll do whatever you want to do. So yep. hit us up. Uh, guys, we appreciate you having us for 17 episodes. And um, you can listen to us on ESPN Paris 105.1 every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Or you can listen to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Jay, got any final words of wisdom? Uh, yeah. Hold on. Um, good night. <laughs> thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you.